mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is our seventh intro take. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> so welcome to Pearlmania 500. Yeah, we're here. We're back. The husband and wife lore dumping podcast. Okay. Where we take a big old lore dump all over our earballs. I don't know how I feel about this. Back and forth forever. Me either. But if it makes you happy. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Don't get us taken down. Okay? <laughs> the only things that people should ever hear music-wise yeah. is this. <laughs> We're here. We're back. And that was His Name is Dusk. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, that was good stuff from him, as always. He did always. a good job, as always. That's the only music you should hear on this podcast. I, I'm not going to sing Boys to Men, I promise. Okay, thank you. For right now. Anyway, we have a big episode ahead of us. We do? It is one of my team lead voted episodes. Oh, cool. And it was also mm-hmm. it was also a user-submitted one. Oh, all right, cool. Uh, it was from Chilbro Swaggins. Chilbro Swaggins. Yes. Great name. Great name. Great name. Great name. But... As you may have noticed over the last couple episodes, suddenly we have these things that are attached to our podcast. 
If you're a lady, it was definitely by Juvederm. Oh is my who god! You've heard. Wait, and guess what? I had to explain to Alex what Juvederm was, and I was like, "Yo, bet." <laughs> yeah, it's very funny because I've been going through the analytics of who they've been applying. Yeah, it's like Amazon, a lot of Amazon, yeah, Bezos, a lot is of here, LinkedIn. Strong. LinkedIn is such a weird one. Why would you advertise yeah. LinkedIn? And Juvederm was a well, big one. Yeah, I mean, hello. That was a lot. I got this angry wrinkle that, in my forehead that you gave me. Yeah. Bing, bang, boom with the Juvederm one of these days. Is that what it's going to be? <laughs> yeah, buddy. All right. Well, we don't have any official sponsors except for our Patreons. Yeah. Those are actually our true Patreons. And if you don't like ads, then you can always hop on over to our Patreon, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash Promania 500. Yep. Hop on over there. $3 will join get you joined into the Hey Hun tier. $5 will get you joined into the team lead uh, tier. Yep. And the team leads get to vote on polls. Right now, yeah. there's a poll up for you that's going to be ending soon. Yeah. And then in the next week, I'll be putting up a new poll okay. for future topics that you guys can vote on. Yeah. We've always do the same way. We post three topics. The top two vote getters move on yep. to actually having an episode made about them. Yep. The one that comes in third is tossed onto the ash heap of history. Yeah, we never speak of it again. <laughs> Well, except for when we do, because it yeah. might actually be a really, really good topic. But sometimes no. we just kind of forget about them. Yeah, mostly we forget. But with that being said, okay. we have 28 people that we have to thank this week. 28 new people. How, wait, how clo- wait, how many do we have total? Uh, active? Yeah. Right now? Yeah. 450. <gasps> We're so close to, to the 500. 500. I know. That's crazy. Yeah. But let me just hit this real fast. Okay. Hey, huh? Let's meet our team leaders. So. Let's go wow, down that this was list. So loud. Was that loud to you? <laughs> yeah. It is very quiet on my side. Oh uh, yeah. All right. Up first, we have allegedly Dash Welsh. Oh, they're allegedly Welsh. They're allegedly Welsh. We like the Welsh. I like that name. After that, we have Star. Hey Star. After that, we have Audra Perita. Audra Perita, hey hon. After that, we have Oh God, I gotta click. They're they're making them so long they have to go to I a whole like other that. page. I make them work for it. After that, we have Smack a Quack Quack Hit McConnell with a bat. <laughs> Wait, say it again. Smack a quack quack, hit McConnell with a bat. Oh, it's a good a children's nursery rhyme. I love that. Allegedly. <laughs> After that. <laughs> it kind of was a threat. After that, we have my roommate's best friend looks like a younger Alex Perlman. How dare you? Wow, younger. How dare anyone look like a younger, younger. me? Younger. I've seen younger. Could be a scary thought. Oh, wow. Wow. Yep. This this next one, very yep. good. Yeah. This next one is very good. I'm ready. An autographed photo of Jesus Christ. Now- Hey, hon. They did send me. They did send me a message, mm-hmm. and uh, let me pull it up because I do actually want to read it. And we rarely do read the full messages here on yep. it, but they were basically making themselves giggle because in the last episode we talked about a bunch of quacks, yeah, and quackery. scams. And in that, they were talking about like just how crazy it was. Like, what would that even mean? Well, why is this being lame? Come on, let well, me scroll down. Well, first of all. I need an autographed picture of Jesus now. I think I want one of the velvet paintings to be autographed, though. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, no, that or, would be very or cool. Or Last Supper, but all of the, you, everybody to sign it. Like it's like a baseball team. You get mm. the whole crew at the Last Supper, except for uh, what's his name who betrayed Jesus. I don't what's remember. his name? Yeah, who was his name again? Judas. Oh, right. That's him. Judas Iscariot? The, the Lady Gaga song. Correct. Judas. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, my laptop's being dumb. It won't let me pull up the messages. Oh. It won't let me scroll. I don't have a scroll bar. Wow. This is... Wow. Okay. This is not... You're not being a professional right now. Well, I think I've lost that mess. Oh, oh here it is. Okay. All right. Here, so basically... It. 
They just they they were in to just thank us, you know, in general, just mm-hmm. for you know how much they enjoy the episode. Uh, but when they got to the line, autographed photo of Jesus Christ, quote, I laughed so much, I just had to pause the show because I started wondering, are these personalized? <laughs> and if so, what does Jesus write? Congratulations on getting into college, Harvey. Best regards, Jesus. Or good job on that new promotion, Jeffrey. All my love, Jesus. By this time, we both were trying to catch our breath from all the laughter. Then it hit us. Why would Jesus be acting like he didn't have a hand in this? So, of course, he's going to sign it. You're welcome. Love Jesus. <laughs> so, there you have it, Perlman's. You're welcome. Love Jesus. I love that. Go birds. Go birds. Yeah, um, sure. yeah it's just amazing. It was an amazing message. And Jesus it just, does take credit for a lot of stuff, but yeah. then, like, uh, like, a billion other things that go wrong doesn't take any credit for. Yes. So, his marketing team, strong, real strong on that one. Yep. So, uh, do you remember last week when I said uh, that there was someone named Devin? Yeah. That Devin needs to oh, listen? Oh, that Devin was the roommate or friend that didn't listen? Yes. Yeah. So, Devin is a lady. Oh, okay, great. And Devin joined. Shut up, really? And their, <laughs> sub, their Patreon name is Devin underscore is underscore listening underscore Tim underscore needs underscore two underscore listen. <laughs> and they oh, sent in a message- fuck? Saying that they were going to sign up, uh, but now they are they are using this format to bully Tim to listen uh, because their other friends have already wised up out of this thruple of friendship. Perfect. So, so, so we're using the podcast to bully people. Listen, I'm I, I, as long as they're paying, they can they can wow. bully, harass, whatever they want. Don't say that. That he allegedly button that. You okay. Take so out of context. After that, we have Rosemary Pink. Rosemary Pink. Hey, hon. After that, we have Margaret, but not Thatcher, dash fuck that B. Yo, straight up, fuck that B. You know what? There hey. you go. After that, we have Fat Giggly Eeyore. Oh my God, what? I love that. He is so giggly, but so grumpy. I love him. After that, hey, we hun. have Pink Corgi. Pink Corgi, hey, hon. After that, we have Bullying Mrs. Promania into Reading a Romance Novel for Book Club. <laughs> and in parentheses, no coho. No, co- no, no coho. Maybe no co-host. Maybe know. you just straight up just tell them a romance. Oh, novel. I just read a romance novel. And then the guy from the cover who looks like Fabio, mm-hmm. he opens his shirt, Babe, and his loins girded. I need to tell you something. They are so much dirtier than that these days. Really? They're wild. Do they just straight up say, and then she gets piped? Sorta, kinda. Yeah. By like three dudes. Wow. Yeah, it gets wild in those books. Really? Yeah. Does it get wilder than the good people at literotica.com? I don't know anything about that website that sounds like uh, Honest Business. Um, it's free. But I have read romance novel too, and I saw a lot of book talks about some romance novels, and yeah. it makes me question people yeah. when they talk about certain things. So like, I could read one, but I don't. Well, it's going to be a time trying to explain I that feel, to you. I feel like going beyond a Harlequin. I liked it back when they would have the ones where it was like, oh, and then she got swept swept off her feet by the sultan. Yeah, because there was that while there. Well, there's where, a whole chat. There's a whole section about harems. I yeah, no, about I know, I know. What the, that was what was weird is because talk. they weren't as popular until after nine eleven. Wait, what? Yeah, no, there was a whole article. I remember in like two thousand three reading about how like harems took off on like Harlequin style books because of like a post nine eleven. Like, because people started to learn more about the Middle East, and then mm-hmm. they started to, like, you know, uh, fetishize it and stuff oh. like that. And then these women, like, I don't know, let's, let's, yeah. we got more people to... Okay, well, listen, we're talking about it. All right, well, the next one, 
uh, is I'm only on Patreon because Alex sold out. That's true. And this guy actually sent in a message that said, he's like, I hate ads. I joined your Patreon because I hate ads. And I said, well, the, this is an advertisement now for the Patreon. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, we uh, cogs in the machine of capitalism. That's us. The next one is Shay underscore Shay underscore Shay. Hey, Shay. And all hey, of them are spelled differently. Oh, they are. Uh, after that, it's the pumpkin debacle. I need to know more. Wait, wait, someone explain that. <laughs> someone Send explain. That in. I want to know about the incident. Oh, I'm sorry. The debacle. Yeah. Um, okay. Wow. I feel like they must have listened to a very deep cut on this one because okay. this is specific, specifically made to make you make you mad. Okay. Cherry underscore vanilla underscore Coke underscore supremacy. Oh no. Which is my favorite form of fountain oh, soda. Oh no. Is a cherry vanilla Coke. Oh god. Out of that that dispenser oh, that they only have at like no. Burger Kings. Oh my god. And occasionally like the go bad ahead, Wawa, Wendy's. Right. Yeah, they're the not the, kind. Yeah, but I like to go to the Wendy's where they're always I out just, of the one you want. I can't vanilla coke it. It's so gross. Mm. So upsetting. But good on you, hey hun. After you that, team Alex. After that, we have Kelly and Jackie Adams. Hey guys, hey hun. After that, we have Tessa underscore Lou underscore who. Tessa Lou who? Hey hun. Yep. Up next. Oh yeah, big one. Big yep. one. Got a big one. Up next, we have crevice between Genghis Khan's toes. Oh. <laughs> Oh no! That's really pretty hey, cute. After that, we have Amazon Crime. Okay, I fucking I fuck with that. I fuck with Amazon Crime. That's pretty good. See, because in my mind, we're committing crimes against Amazon, yeah. as in Jeff Bezos, not the rainforest. Yeah. But then the truth of the matter is that Amazon mostly just commits crimes against their employees. Yeah, yeah, and then they just pay a fine. Yeah. Ugh. What about Amazon Fine? <laughs> All right. Uh, after that, we have Kiss underscore My underscore Axe ninety three. Yeah. I'm I'm starting to regret that I said no, I, I, I read it. out the underscores. I think it's great. After that, we have Mochi Beeb. Mochi Beeb, hey hun. After that, we have Connor Tate, comma no relation. I was, you know, first thought. Yeah, first thought. Uh, after that, we have the only Lyle I know. You're the only Lyle you know. I guess they're I don't the know only Lyles. Lyle, love it. I don't know him though. You don't know him? He was married to Julia Roberts for no, like no, a I weekend. Mean, like, I don't know him. But you know who he I is. I know who Lyle Lovett is. He was married to Julia Roberts. For one weekend. I think. It was about that long. It was a very short marriage. Because here's the thing. This is, everyone was like, oh my God, Lyle Lovett. I remember when this happened. Lyle Lovett married Julia Roberts, right? Yeah. And I was like, who's Lyle Lovett? And they're like, he married Julia Roberts. And yeah. I was like, ah. And then years later, like, he's a pretty decent, like, alt country singer, I guess. I guess. Whatever. After that, we have Weird Bishop. Hey, hon. And after that. We have Consuela Banahead. <laughs> okay. Oh, do it again. This one came out wrong. Ugh. After that, we have Consuela Banana Hammock. <laughs> hey, uh, I had to get it right. That was really good. And after that, we have Courtney Cox. Oh, shit. From Scream? Maybe. It must be Courtney Cox. I can't believe Scream. it's the real Courtney Cox. I'm saying it definitely is Courtney Cox. I'm going to say it's Scream. a Courtney Cox. Nope. I don't know if it's, it's definitely. Definitely Courtney Cox from Scream. Who married the wrestler? She married a wrestler? Yeah, she married a WCW World's Heavyweight Champion. Who everybody's spouse is. This is crazy. What? I just remember like an Us Weekly magazine. Well, who was the guy who was also who was the other guy from Scream? David Arquette. David Arquette, yeah. He was he was the world heavyweight champion of World Championship Wrestling. You in your mind, when you thought of Dave Arquette. You thought of him as a wrestler first? No, that's the joke. Oh, okay. Well, he was in a WCW movie, and they made him the champion. Yeah. And it almost killed the entire promotion. I love that. Yeah, it was a very, very funny moment. And then, like, within six months, the promotion was dead. 
Yeah, he's also like the least cool Arquette. There's all other all the you other. You know what's Arquettes funny? I, cool. I went from hating him. Yeah. To being like, you he's know what, right. dude, dude's doing well. I'm he, saying he's the he's least on my Freddie. No, no, he's on my Freddie Prince uh, oh, arc. Oh, Freddie Prince. I used to hate Freddie Prince back in Can the day. Moore, he's cool, dude. Now I'm just like, you know what, Freddie Prince, good on you. Yeah, because he was a writer. For you know what movie. it is? I was jealous. You you wanted Buffy the Vampire Slayer? No, I wasn't. I wanted Buffy. I was just like really mad. He was a handsome guy. Yeah. You know, he got a lot. He's done a lot mm-hmm. professionally. Yep. And then one day I was like, yo, fuck this dude. And then like I met you, things were going well, and I'm like, all right, Freddie Prince, you can have the rest of the world. <laughs> Now, there's one person who I do want to give a shout out to. Okay. Because uh, they reached out to us. And this could have happened to multiple people. Because if they didn't choose Team Lead or Hey Hun, mm-hmm. maybe if they had gone through and chosen a different amount, okay. which I still don't know how people are able to do that, they might not have gotten a shout out in the past. Oh, and really? you and I were talking about it. And we definitely do not remember giving this person a shout out. Yeah. So I promised them that I was going to give them the shout out that they've been owed for months. Okay. Let's um, go. So big shout out to... Big. Lauren Wet Fart Pop Tart Jane. <laughs> I now remember this conversation yes. from earlier in the week. Yes, because we're I was both like, like we've never said we've that. We've never name said out loud. Lauren Wet Top Wet Fart Pop Tart Jane. Because I immediately was like, yeah, Pop Tarts. We, yeah, we no. would have discussed Pop Tarts. Probably got in an argument about what best flavor is. Yes, because it's clearly the cinnamon with the frosting on top. Yes, so we'll say something dumb like strawberry no frosting or something. Yeah. So with that, let me just say, hey, huh? Let's meet our team leader. I can mark all of those as complete. Those are all just really great. Thank you guys Thank so you guys much. Thank you so much for supporting us. This is so crazy that we're so close to 500. It's wild. Pearl Mania 500. It's 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 completely wild. And uh, thank you guys again for all the messages. Like I said, we will have new topics coming up. And if and we have been getting regular messages from you guys about some topic ideas. Yeah, they're Um, great. Thank you. Yeah, we have some uh, that we've been working on for a while now. But also, we do actually really enjoy getting your messages through Patreon um, and getting all of those. And you know, we discuss the different topics and stuff like that. And I've seen some ones that. You're looking at, and there's yeah. some ones I'm looking at, and I see some things, and then I want to know some things. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, wait, tell me more about this quackery you know about. Yeah, people are really into the quackery right now. <laughs> I'm so glad because I'm. I'm glad we got off cults for a little bit and went a little bit more into quackery. Just <laughs> go straight to quackery. I feel like August for you is quackery month. <laughs> yeah, that kind of how we should maybe mm-hmm. we should mark that on the calendar for yeah, next write year. Write that down for next year. Yeah, because there's always a new quack. But with that being said, uh, it's time for my putt topic. Like I said, which yeah. was voted on. Uh, and was suggested by Chillbro Swaggins. So with that, we're going to take a short little break here, feed the dog, and when we come back, we will talk about a very big artist feud that's been happening for an quite artist a artist feud? An artist feud. Wow, okay. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
And we're back. Yeah. All right. So everybody gonna, had dinner. Everybody had dinner. Well, not me, the dog. Well, the dog and, and the cat. cat. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So I want to start off by this is really about color. Color? Yeah. You understand colors? Yeah, I understand colors. You're like inside your eyes, there's rod and cones and they absorb and, you know, analyze light. Yeah. Yeah. And we can see we can't see all the other things that some other animals can see because they have different cones. Yeah, because there's different visual spectrums yeah. and all those different things. And and color itself is actually the absorption mm-hmm. of the light spectrum and what's reflected back to you, and that's how your brain processes them. Yeah. So you understand all that as a basic concept. Yes. You understand basic color theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to a beauty school. You went to a beauty school. Okay. <laughs> so I had color theory. Yeah. So yeah, all those different things are very very important. Uh, to understand this. Okay? okay. So the one thing that I want to start off with is the flag of Israel. Okay. Okay. Got it. So picture it in your mind, right? Yeah. It's a white flag. And in light blue, there's two borders and there's the blue star of David. Yes. Do you know why the blue is there? I don't know why the blue was a choice. I just associate it with Israel. Yeah, yeah. Well, that light blue, that sky yeah. blue color. Mm-hmm. Well, that is based on what's called the techlet. Mm-hmm. All right, which is T E K H E L E T. Sure. All right. So that is actually a blue velvet color of the high priests of Israel, and it adorned the Temple of Solomon. Oh, great. So that color blue mm-hmm. is associated with the Jewish people and specifically the people, the Semitic peoples of that area. Great. Okay. And it was actually mentioned in the Bible, in the Old Testament. It's actually in the book of Numbers. Uh, quote, the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, speak unto the children of Israel and bid them that they make them throughout their generations fringes in the corner of their garments, and that they put with the fringe of each color a thread of blue. And it shall be unto you for a fringe that ye may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them. And ye go not about after your own heart and your own eyes after ye use to go astray, that ye may remember and all... And do all my commandments and be holy unto your God. Sure. Okay. So this color blue is very important. I love a fringy jacket, maybe a little blue fringe. So weirdly, Mm -hmm. throughout human history, blue is the last discovered color. It was the last discovered color? Yeah. But what about when they were looking at the sky and the ocean? They didn't see blue. What did they see? They They didn't track it as blue. So there's like famous when you go back and you and you read like the original translations of the Iliad, mm-hmm. they'll call it the wine colored sea. So there's wine? all these different things. Wine. So there's all these different things that for a very, very until very late in human history, mm-hmm. we didn't process the color blue. Okay. And it really isn't until the Phoenicians and then later the is- Israelites, they discovered this color blue. So does that mean that they like um they're the Israeli people were they were getting different funnels in their eyes. That's partially it, but okay. also that they could distinguish it. Yeah. And so when this color blue, the the teclet was invented, it was incredibly expensive. Well, yeah. To okay. the point where now that's why this color blue was then reassociated with Israel mm-hmm. and also with the Jewish people. So if you see people at a synagogue, they'll have they have these like 
Yeah, the fringes on their belt. The fringes on their belt and this thing that wrapped around, you know, for our listeners who aren't familiar with synagogues, there'll be like a little blue strands that hang off of it. Mm -hmm. That's all from this passage of the Bible, but also the fact that this color blue was worn by the priests. It was worn by the rich people. Yeah. And it was covered in in the temple until 70 AD. All right. And in 70 AD, the Romans famously destroyed the temple destroyed mm-hmm. Jerusalem mm-hmm. and spread the Jews to the wind mm-hmm. all across Europe and North Africa. Yeah. Okay. So during that period, it, it was forgotten how they even made this blue. Oh, okay. Completely forgotten. We knew eventually we we figured out how to make other blues. Yeah. But it wasn't until 1985 that a chemist named Otto Elsner discovered one of the missing ingredients because they would argue about like what shade of blue it was. But one of the things was people kept going back and forth. These different researchers over centuries were like, I think it has something to do with this snail. Okay. And what this guy Otto Elsner discovered was you needed to use this, the, this snail. And when you get the, um, the dye that the snail produces, it's a sea slug type of thing. When you get the dye it produces, All right. and they're like, well, it can't be it because it's more of a purple. But once you expose it to a large amount of ultraviolet light over a certain period of time, the dye slowly turns to a sky blue pigment. So we're crushing up a snail and leaving it in the sun like a sun-dried tomato? Yes. Hmm. To the point where some researchers believe that it would cause... To create enough of this pigment to like mm-hmm. dye a shirt Yeah, uh, would... Uh, take thousands, if not tens of thousands of sea snails. Okay. I mean, there's a whole uh, business model for snail lotions. Yeah. In like or, South Korea Or like the, the red velvet cake, you know, how they use the crushed beetle. Yeah, the carmine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that same idea. So basically the idea of at this point in time, if you go back to ancient Israel. Okay. To make this blue pigment. Got to get a lot of snails. To get one kilogram of this pigment, mm-hmm. it would take thousands of these snails. Yeah. Meaning that fabrics that were this color were worth 20 times their weight in gold. Yes. So this is extremely it's expensive. It's like purple in England, right? This way I'm yes. processing and it in my brain. Purple is another color actually that derived from the ancient Bible. When you go through it, it's called Amaran. And again, it's another one of those things where there's a there's this weird breakage in it of like we forgot how to make it. Yeah. And the reason why I bring this up is because paint and pigment in general was incredibly important in our society. Okay. And it was difficult to get. That's why like artists, you have two levels, you have two tiers of artists. You have the ones of the ancient world, the ones who are making these giant works of art that are for the state. Yeah. So they're given a lot of money. And then you get all the way down to like the basic little pots and stuff like that, little clays things that we find that aren't painted. Yeah. And the reason they're not painted is because None of the people could afford the paints. Yeah. You know, it's it's a it's an insane level of And the way paints were made over the years is wild. Yeah, it is. Crushed up all kinds of glass and dirt and and bugs like, and all bugs. sorts of stuff. But and that's yeah, exactly. And so you go from having this blue mm-hmm. that was so hard to make, it took chemists centuries to start coming up with different ones. So they the Egyptians started using was it lapis luzi or whatever yeah. it's called? Oh no. I forget the name. Yeah, it's lapis something. But they, they would take lapis and they would crush up this gemstone to make a fake pigment. So yeah. it's like that you get your first knockoffs of like the Israeli <laughs> blue. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So just to show you like how long we've been battling each other about colors. Yeah. And how important they are. Because like, yeah, it's not just the bloods and the crips. Like since day one, 
It's not just you red had and blue. to you had to get your colors on your flags and your your shirts. You had to swag out, gang up, let's go. Exactly, exactly. So when you're looking at all of the recent, I just lost a page. There we go. Oh wow! Shut up. Uh, so when you're looking at at everything as you're looking around, right? Mm-hmm. You'll start to see over the centuries, uh, paints and pigments in general become cheaper and more accessible, but very slowly. Very similar to the way technology is, right? So Mm -hmm. like the telephone, if you go back to the 1900s, only rich people would have a telephone in their house. And now like literally babies have their own phone. You should not give babies a phone, guys. You Give them an iPad. Anyway. Oh, no. In the 1400s, oil paints arrived. And that they were still more expensive, but they were more accessible. Right. In the 1700s, the first synthetics paints really started to arrive because that's what around the time the alchemists turned to become chemists. Okay, so you get that type of mix. And so you have synthetic paints, so ultramarine and all these other different types of paint and blues again become very big. And by the 1900s, like Mm -hmm. early 1900, any color could be bought cheaper than ever before. It's just super like you could get colors like. That idea of like the Dolly Parton song, The Coat of Many Colors, all yeah. these different things. Joseph and the Technicolor Dream, you know, coat. dream coat, all that different stuff. I have this coat and it's many colors. Like that was crazy back in the day. Yeah. More than three colors in a coat? What? Nuts. That's why it's in the fucking Bible. It's literally a miracle. It's crazy. But now everybody wears beige. Yeah. But by the 1900s, you can get any color. Yeah. And now everybody's <laughs> going back to beige. And then in the 1940s, acrylic paints were invented. Yeah. And by the 1940s, art finally finally is not only democratized but it's available to everyone at every layer of human society Mm -hmm. and now it's no longer considered worthwhile kind of yeah but i mean you well i mean in the way that like you just had said earlier like the state or very rich people would commission they would be a patreon of the arts yeah and they would commission incredible works of art and now any real research you do into like art as like a a buying and selling of art mm-hmm. it's like this is just tax loopholes for rich people like mm-hmm. it's shady at best yeah when it comes so, to being an artist so what what the big part about this though is like we were recently at michael's right uh yeah yeah I know. recently weekly yeah so we were at michael's though and when i walked around the, the while i was researching this topic was just yeah. like walking around the paint but like to get canvas to get all these different things like mm-hmm. i there is not currently anything that i couldn't if i if i could think of the material mm-hmm. for the most part or at least the color i could get it right yeah if you had a little case of the i can do that yeah that's what i have except uh why if, i end up at michael's all the time except for trademarked colors trademarked colors yes so there are trademarked oh, like colors Tiffany blue yes exactly so there are specific hues and shades that are trademarked now that doesn't mean that you can't use tiffany blue mm-hmm but it means that you can't own a jewelry store that has Tiffany blue jewelry boxes. Yeah, because they trademarked it very specifically. Yes. So the trademarks for colors in mm. the United States, that's new. That's a new invention. Yeah, that's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. Very like corporate. Oh, this is our logo. It's incredibly corporate. In fact, it didn't happen. Guess when Guess when the first trademark was applied to a color? Oh, I'm going to guess the McDonald's arch is yellow. No, but give me a year. A year. Mm, 1975. 1985. Oh, so close. So when we were one years old, oh, one years old. colors were suddenly able to be trademarked. Yeah, perfect. And what it was is it started out actually with the Owens Corning Company. Okay. They make fiberglass insulation. 
The fiberglass people care about colors? Yes, because they were the ones who made... Oh, the pink. That yes. color pink. Pink insulation. Ooh, yeah. Specifically, yeah. pink panther pink. Alex is literally holding up a piece of pink foam board. Foam board. Yes, but this is the same company. This is Owens Corning. But that's not the color pink. I this know isn't the, the color, color pink, pink, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it looks like cotton candy, and we used to joke about children eating it because mm, it's um, a very bright pink insulation. I that was not my experience in childhood because you know I grew up with every uh, a member contractor. of every union and yeah. contractor in my family, and so if you saw that pink fluff, it was a you were not allowed near it. And I think when I was little, kind of like when you just like learn that the stovetop is hot, I think that I may have been allowed. I don't know for sure. I feel like I was allowed to touch it and then feel it like cut my fingertips. Because of the fiberglass. Yeah. And then immediately be like, don't ever do that again. Let's go wash your hands. Yeah. So I think I think because I the way that I feel in my brain about it is like I can really feel it cutting my fingertips. And knowing uh, my family, they probably were like, yeah, just like uh, fucking go touch it one time. You'll yeah. never fucking touch it again. Yeah, go 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 pull on that giant television yeah. real fast. One time they let me like smell Old Bay really f- like 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 it was like a satchel of Old Bay you'd put oh, in like a crab yeah, thing. Yeah. And I they're like, yeah, go ahead, fucking smell it. And I like was it was like my eyes were full of pepper and Old my Bay. My dad one time <laughs> let me drink Listerine. Oh yeah, like just like 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 two squirts because he had like yeah. the pump top Listerine where oh, you could weird. do like yeah yeah. But he was like, he like put two squirts like in like a little Dixie cup. Yeah. Because I kept like trying to get to the bottom. He goes, here, you want it so bad? Have a sip. Oh, and was I, it the yellow one? No, it was the green one. Ooh. And I woofed it down and was like, what? It's just like <laughs> yeah. free. I was like, I was like eight. This is, yeah. This is, I remember he'd be like, all right, fine. You want it? Here, you can have it. And it's like <laughs> just enough to like not poison me. Yeah, just but enough. But make sure. You're never going to do it again. I remember screaming. I go, oh my God, I can breathe out of my nose. Because it like <laughs> cleared my sinus passages. But anyway, Owens Corning. Uh, sued other makers of insulation products because mm. they began to also dye their products pink. Okay. And the U.S. Court of Appeals actually upheld that the pink fiberglass insulation is Owen Corning's trademark. Okay. And Owen Corning also is that they're the ones also with the Pink Panther. Yeah. It's the Pink Panthers on there. So the big deal. this company is actually using copyrighted material to fight copyright. Yes. Wow. Um, so oh, now since this, uh, since the 1985 ruling, Owens Corning has settled asbestos lawsuits with 440,000 people <laughs> who developed mesothelioma from asbestos products sold by Owen Corning. Yeah, that Corning. sounds about right. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to just bring that up. I just wanted to point out. Oh, we're they were like, worried about the color They spent pink. a lot of money on their lawyers to make sure like, ah, fiberglass insulation. Should have done one asbestos study, y'all. Uh, the Pink Panther is also not just the mascot of Owens Corning. Uh, the Pink Panther cartoon character is also the mascot for Sweet and Low Artificial Sweetener. Oh, yeah. I yeah. remember those commercials now. Yeah. And also some package you can still see at some at some restaurants when they ask for iced tea and they get the sweetener. Mm. The little pink packets. Sometimes occasionally we'll still have the Pink Panther. Weird. On. So in 1995, okay. colors finally went to the Supreme Court of the United oh. States. And in 1995. And they overturned colors' rights? Uh, they said that colors could be trademarked. It finally got up to that level, uh, based on partially based on the the appeals court ruling, but also based on the findings in Qualtex Co versus Jacobson's Products Company Incorporated. Wow, what are those two companies talking about? Uh, so this was a fight over dry cleaning press pads. Dry cleaning press. Okay. So right. you know, if you ever see something that anything has to do with dry cleaning, they'll have these big pads. That you like pull down. Yeah. And it goes. Mm-hmm. 
those pads themselves have a color to them. It's like creamy white. Well, most of the time now, but the thing is, is back then, I, I don't know which one was the petitioner. Uh, one of them ha- was well known, and they made a green gold color. Oh, and that was the color of its press pads. The other company started making press pads with the same color. Okay, and the petitioner filed a trademark infringement and took it to court. And initially, they lost the trademark because and then they an appeals it. court, yeah, yeah, appeals court said, "No, it's a color." You can't trademark a color. Yeah. But they pointed out under what's called the Lanham Act, which was passed in 1946, mm-hmm. that established that that the, the like what a trademark is. So a name, certain words, identifiers. And what the Supreme Court found when they reversed the prior decision and said that you could uphold the trademark, they said that it was registrable. Because, quote, color alone, at least sometimes, can meet the basic legal requirements for use as a trademark. It can act as a symbol that distinguishes a firm's good and identifies their source without serving any other significant function. Hmm. So since then, many brands have gone on to trademark their own colors. I'm trying to think. I knew the Tiffany's one. I'm trying to think of any like colors that I see. And I immediately think of a brand. So you already have two, all right? So uh, is actually Qual- was I right on that one? No, Qual- oh. Qualtex Green Gold, right, Tiffany Blue. Yep. you have uh, Target Red. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Cadbury Purple. Mm. America's not really Cadbury country. Yeah, but for the, around Easter time, yeah. there's some. But the Cadbury Purple is a is a trademark. Yeah, for sure. Barbie Pink. Oh yeah. Home Depot Orange. Oh fuck Home Depot. T-Mobile magenta. Fuck you, T-Mobile? Yeah, that that weird magenta color oh, they have. They should have focused on getting better phones. Or better service. <laughs> wiffle ball yellow? Yo, all right, yes. So the bat itself. No, I know, yeah, exactly. But wiffle ball itself is a company. Yeah. Uh, UPS brown. Yep, okay. Coca-Cola red. Different than Target red, for sure. Yes, exactly. Both reds. More, it's like but more different of a black hues. and a red. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Christian Louboutin red soles. Yep, uh-huh. And Pepto-Bismol pink. Yeah. Because the thing is actually with Pepto-Bismol pink, right, is I didn't know this, is that's actually charcoal? I'm literally the one that told you this. I know, and I'm telling the listeners. <laughs> I told you this like... Okay, then you go ahead and tell me. <laughs> no, it's just like the fact that Pepto-Bismol is naturally like a milky gray color. Yeah, and, and it turns your tongue so, black. It turns your tongue black. It still will, even though it's pink right now. Yeah. If you take Pepto-Bismol multiple times a day, your tongue will turn black. Um, and but the marketing they had to start dyeing it pink because it was the only I guess food dye that would mix with it properly and hide the murky grayness that really is Pepto Abysmal. Yeah. Also, you can overdose on it. Yeah. So anyway, that was something I told Alex the other day. <laughs> I know, and that's why I was bringing it into it was part of the research. Oh yeah, you're welcome. All right. Helpful. You know, can I tell you one thing I discovered when I learned this? What? Uh, I did not know Christian Louboutin. I, mean, I thought, yeah, why th- would you? No, I thought they were Louis Vuittons. No, that's two different companies. I know, but because the way people say it, mm. I thought people were saying Louis Vuitton wrong, mm. not Louboutin. Oh, so when you were hearing like Nicki Minaj sing about them, you just people was, in general. Yeah. I just thought that it was just the kind of the way they're running two words together, mm. mm-hmm. like Louis Vuitton, Louboutin. Nope. I didn't realize that there was a Christian. 
Yeah, Christian Louboutin. makes shoes. Yeah, Louboutin makes leather good bags. So, so in in some of these lawsuits that have happened over the years, like Mattel famously sued uh, Aqua. Was that the name of the band? Aqua. Yeah, the, for the Barbie, Barbie Girl. Girl. Yeah. So they didn't sue over Barbie Girl. They sued because their album cover was Barbie pink. Yeah, and then they had to turn it blue, right? They they actually the the case was thrown out. Oh, the judge straight up told told Mattel to chill. The judge was like, "Shut up, dude! Fuck off on this." I, be, you know what? I bet if they brought a case like that now, they'd win. They might probably now because it yeah. was so new to the time. Also, like the idea of like a company that's like focused on like girl toys, mm-hmm. they'd be like, "Shut up, yeah, shut up." But now, Barbie of twenty twenty three. If Barbie of twenty twenty three went to court for like the Barbie color, they'd be like, "Yeah, no, you're right, you're right." Yeah, and then there'd be a Ken dance number. Well, and and so the red bottoms for yeah. Louboutins. They sued another shoe company mm-hmm. for having red bottoms at the bottom of their yeah, shoe. Yeah, that's their whole thing. Be- but the other company successfully fought back the lawsuit. Okay. Because the whole shoe was red. Oh. And they pointed out, and this is what the judges found, was no, Louboutin's trademark is the fact that the bottom of the shoe is red. Yeah. It's a certain color palette. It's a certain material. But also, the rest of the shoe typically isn't. Yeah, it's usually so you can't. So you have a red shoe or a black shoe with red bottom or whatever. Yeah. If you have a if you have a red shoe with red bottoms, that's just because the whole shoe's made out of the same material. Yeah. You're not going out and making a separate red bottom. So that was that was part of what these trademark deals are about. Okay. And I wanted to bring that up because you know this is a very new idea mm-hmm. in our world. The idea of owning a color is both new and old at the same time. Yeah. Because there was a time where you couldn't afford certain colors, you know, like that like the blue color mm-hmm. that the Jews used for all of their 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 holy relics or purple for or, the royalty or the purple for the royalty or all these different things. It was difficult to get a hold of these, but we've reached a point in time now in our culture as a as a people, as societies where now we have acts like the idea of a color being taken away from us is yeah you're like what that shouldn't happen yeah i'm like i'm going to sherman williams i'm gonna buy some paint yeah you're gonna get one there's there isn't a color that you can imagine that you shouldn't be able to make yeah you go to lowe's okay with your little samples and you're like listen to me yeah give me uh three of these tiny mini cans i gotta see if this is gonna look on my wall i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna i'm gonna dip them i'm gonna touch my wall yeah touch my wall. and then i'm gonna look at my wall at three different times a day yeah yeah look in the morning gotta look in the afternoon and gotta look at night yeah you gotta know which one's nice and then i'm gonna change all the light bulbs because i realized that like i'm, I'm I, I bought white lights Oof. not not Oof, soft harsh. i like the soft yellows soft yellows whoever make them hospital white lights they're not for your house they're not for your house <laughs> that is for that is for when you're running like one of them uh one of them drug rings where you have people in their underwear wearing masks in the mm-hmm. back in the back basement weird back room <laughs> such a specific you know what I'm talking about though I do, uh, yep mm-hmm. and they're all cutting the big who mountains who hasn't been who hasn't run that kind of business you I know? don't know but anyway this brings me to Vanta Black oh, I feel like I have no I don't know this but I know I've heard about this okay so in 2014 mm-hmm. a, you, a great year yep what a good year a chemical company in the United Kingdom called Surrey Nanosystems okay all right Sounds not evil. No, I mean, <laughs> Surrey Nanosystems invented the world's darkest material. Oh, okay, cool. It's called. They called it Vanta Black. Yeah. And after. Oh, I remember when I heard about this. Yeah. Somebody, they were like, "You can't paint your cars this." Yeah. So <laughs> jumping ahead. <laughs> don't jump ahead. So what they did is they went around and they uh, tested this. It absorbs ninety nine point nine 
0.65% of all the visible light spectrum that touches it. Now they crazy. they call it they say the of the visible light measured perpendicular to the material. I don't know what that means, but what it means in, re, in for the average person is it's fucking dark. Yeah, it, your eyes like it looks like it feels like a void. Yeah, your eyes voided out. Yeah, like a uh, roadrunner painting a cave. Yes, or no, Wiley Coyote well, painted the cave. Yeah, who painted the cave? Wiley Coyote painted it. Roadrunner ran through it. Then Wiley Coyote runs into the wall. Yeah, he can't run through it. Yeah, he can't run but through it. But if he would have used this paint, yes, it probably would have got through. But it, it has often been described as staring into a void. Yeah, that's how it's described. Like waking up every day in 2023. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like. Not doing your work from home job at home, but having to go all the way to an office to answer a Zoom call. I swear to God. Um, How dare you come at me in this way? Vanta Black is, it's it's like, it's this weird thing because it's a material more than it is a paint is how it's been kind of described. Okay. But it's 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 more than that. Like it, it can be applied like a paint. It's very thin. Okay. So when you cover things in it, it really doesn't feel like, you know what? Picture a light switch in a house. All right. On a wall. Now picture how a landlord paints them. Uh huh. Like goopy, right? Yeah, it's white, like this white, big thick layer. White, yeah. Vanta black, it's right, it's like a sheen that goes on top of it, but it's very matte black. Yeah. And so it just absorbs into it. So it's not adding thickness to it. So you can go and you can look at pictures of it online. The one they really love to do is they show this metal mask and they they have two versions of it. One is a gold mask. Okay. And then the other side of it, they paint black. And when you're looking at the one that's black, as they spin them, you realize you can't see any definition. Now, the difficulty I had with a lot of this is as I was looking more and more into Vanta Black and some of these other colors that we're going to talk about, is the cameras don't exist to oh. actually be able to absorb. Actually, the cameras might... The monitors don't. Yeah. Oh, I just I Googled it. Yes. So that That's one. That's crazy. It looks almost like you feel like you're looking at the back of that mask, right? Mm-hmm. That's actually the front. It actually looks like I went in with like um like uh, Windows Paint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but Windows Paint specifically and just like drew a black circle. Yes. But yeah, but that is that is an object with 3D definition that has now been painted flat. Weird. Because there's no curvature on anything. Yeah. And there's a lot of different things they, they they painted this stuff with. Vanta Black was originally developed for space, aeronautics, and just general science functions. Okay. Uh, especially in space, it was for testing and balancing optical telescopes, especially ones using mirrors. All right. Uh, it's a really great way to find like a, f- a flat back uh, to it and to make sure that you know you don't have a lot of inconsistencies. It's also supposed to be used for stealth technologies for planes. I don't like that. Uh, because that way, it's supposed to be so dark that like radar would get absorbed by it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So instead of the radar pinging, hitting, and coming like back. I don't like stealth technologies. You don't like stealth technologies? I get immediately nervous. Okay. Uh, so all of this was designed for this stuff. Um, but one guy Uh-oh. saw this and he thought, hey, you know, this would have some really cool art applications. And uh, this guy was... Is is incredibly rich. Okay. And his name is Anish Kapoor. Okay, wait. I've heard that name before. Yes. And you're going to hear a lot about okay. it. Okay. So a really rich guy's coming in to fuck shit up? Yeah. How'd you figure that out? I mean, that's... It's almost as if you're giving away my plot. I, uh, rich people, they really just... Well, stop giving away my plot. You're just you're spoiling it. I just... You turn on the TV and the news every day. You see rich people fucking about. What do you want me to do? Anish Kapoor was born in 1954. 
He is a British Indian sculptor and artist. All right. All right. He lives currently in Britain, but he was born in India, specifically in Mumbai, to a Jewish mother of Iraqi origin and an Indian father. Wow. Okay. Yeah. A lot going on. I didn't realize that apparently in the 50s, there was a large uh, group of Iraqi Jews mm-hmm. who moved to India. Okay. And it was during like the fall of the British Empire and all the different stuff in general. So like, a lot of people were moving around. Um so Anish grew up in, in in India. He went to a really high end private school. His dad uh, did stuff having to like map the bottom of the the ocean. Oh, okay, cool. And he was like in the Indian Navy. Um, he then lived in Israel for some time in the 1970s. Uh, but after he was rejected from the Bazalel Art School, mm-hmm. he moved to Britain, uh, where he became a major name in art. Oh. Uh, in 1991, he won the Turner Prize. And in 2013, he was knighted by the Queen of England. Oh. Among his most famous works are Turning the World Upside Down. That's on display in the Israel Museum. Okay. And he did the Orbit in London's Olympic Park. And his most famous uh, is known as Cloud Gate. But you might know it as The Bean in Chicago. Oh, The Bean. The, the big mirror bean. Yeah, I know. It's actually called Cloud Gate. Hmm. So Cloudgate was was made in 2006. Okay. And it was uh the estimate for it was 6 million dollars. Okay. All right. For that big bean. The big bean. He was like, "Oh, we're going to do like, this." It's funny speaking of uh the Tiffany's copyright earlier. Yeah. But Tiffany's used to make a little like lima bean necklace mm-hmm. that was like a silver bean that okay. looked just like that. So ev- when I remember seeing the Chicago bean in person, I was like, "It just looks like a Tiffany necklace." Oh. So, mm, circle. Yeah, we're just bringing it all together. <laughs> so, um, Cloudgate, yeah. $6 million estimate. Sure. Uh, after a few years, when it was done, it cost $23 million to make. What? Yes. Why? Because what it is, is it's they're like layered and then uh, like melted okay. to make this. And it took like years on years on years. Now, the good news is no public funds were involved. All funding came from donations from individuals and corporations mm-hmm. who could then write it off as tax dodges. Yeah. Because uh, it's public art. There it is. Uh, Kapoor's contract states that the constructed piece should be expected to survive for 1,000 years. Ooh. The bean is cleaned twice daily uh, with Windex. Or Windex, the way it's described is a Windex-like solution. See, and then when you said it was clean, I was picturing it was cleaned with like the stainless steel cleaner we had to use in the restaurants. Oh it no, was... they they basically just spray it with Windex because people are touching it all day, yeah, so it gets it gets really muddy. And uh, it's it's given a a twice annual scrubbing with detergent. The oh. entire thing is okay, scrubbed cool. down. Cool, wash it down. Yep. So in uh, in 2016. Mm-hmm. This man, Anish Kapoor. Now, he's he becomes very, very famous over the years. And a big part of it is because he does these massive art installations, especially in Europe. And a lot of his installations are really designed... Because I, I went through his art, and um, I want to just put in an editor's note in general right Okay. Now, okay? Um, I fucking hate modern art. Oh, there we go. I hate it. I'm going to put in a note. Art is subjective. That's fine. And I'm here's my subject. It sucks. <laughs> modern art blows for the most part. And don't get me wrong. I know we have a lot of artists who follow us and all this other stuff. There is a certain level. When I look at the shit that Anish Kapoor makes, mm-hmm. it makes me want to fucking throw up. Because a lot of what he makes is not so much, doesn't seem to have any sort of fucking purpose. 
it's he decides he wants to make a thing like a giant metal bean. Yeah. And then he then backtracks into a reason for it. Some of his stuff he's made, one of one he put in this giant installation in the middle of Versailles, right? Okay. The garden at Versailles. Yeah. Where Louis the Fourteenth. Yes, lived. I've been there. Okay. I haven't. Well, fuck you. You never take me anywhere nice. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so he put built this giant, it looked like a rusted fucking uh, like funnel. Mm-hmm. And he said it was supposed to be the queen's vagina entering power. What? Yeah. And then... And then some racists sprayed a bunch of anti-Semitic shit on it. Oh, my God. Because they broke in and then sprayed a bunch of shit on it, right? And then Anish was like, uh, the first time it got graffitied, he took it off. Mm -hmm. But the second time it got graffitied was when it got hit with anti-Semitic stuff. And then Anish refused to remove it. Because he's like, I'm not going to keep removing the graffiti. And everyone's like, dude, it's fucking racist. Remove the graffiti. And then he was like, I'm Jewish, so it's fine. And then he went back and forth with the government because the government was like, in France, was like, well, this is hate speech now, bruh. Yeah. We're going to take the whole fucking thing down. So instead, he grabbed some gold leaf and covered just enough parts of it that it couldn't be read as racist anymore. Okay, this is insane. And then he was like, now the whole thing is a statement on the anti-Semitism that is hidden under the Guild Lily of France. And I was like, shut up, dude. Oh, my God. You know what it is? And this is, again, a broad painting with a broad brush. There's something about rich people, okay? Rich people. Because you just described how you grew up, and it was... Uh, wealthy. He grew up wealthy. Yeah, their art isn't very good most of the time because they don't have enough lived experience to understand um, certain aspects of the public eye. You know what it is? It, it to me, it's like again, and I think we've talked about this on prior podcasts. Like, I don't feel like all art should give you joy, but it should give you something. Yeah, and I can't relate to most modern art. When I look at it, I go, that's a cube. And they're like, well, that cube is to represent, you know, uh, the genocide Rwanda. And I'm like, is it? Mm-hmm. Like, there are some times where I've seen some stuff where I'm like, yeah, that's good. I have seen some forms of modern art that are good. But I yeah. find that a lot of it is spending so much time trying to not be old art. Yeah. When you could also just make old art, too. Just just, just make that. Yeah. You know? it's No, there's some modern art I like. But I think it's whenever I see modern art that's like. The local galleries downtown, like yeah, yeah. when it's when it's actual people coming up that are doing th- their take on modern art. I'm always like, oh, that's I can see what you're trying to accomplish there. That's very interesting. Well, the other thing too but is when that- you're when you're a rich guy making a giant beam. I'm like, I don't what. Come well, on. the other part of it too is as as you touched on earlier, there is an aspect in the art world of one head up their own assness of oh it. my god yeah two making it seem like it's a bigger deal than it is mm-hmm. because there's the tax dodge and the the wash through it yeah because you're washing money mm-hmm. and a lot of these in, in, in situations and you can look up for the listeners you can look up all about this online about yeah. people who buy art to hold it the reason why NFTs were such a scam, an obvious scam to so many people oh, no. was because they were doing the digital version of what the art world does with physical objects. Yep. It's just it was a destination, an address to a URL. Yeah. That's that's all what the NFT was. At least in the case of Anish Kapoor, it's like or, or Jeff Coombs, the guy who makes the giant fake um, balloon animals. Yeah. He's another guy who sucks. <laughs> These guys, they're at least making something. At the end I of the like day, the, idea, the, the podcast of you just listing uh, artists that you think suck. You know who else sucks? <laughs> I'm just saying. 
Listen, I'm not even going to go into. I don't want to go into more than that because okay. I know that naming Anish Kapoor and Jeff Coombs. I'm like, all right, those two guys. If I say they suck, there's enough people who are like, yep, yeah. And actually, what's what's crazy actually about these guys, uh, like like Kapoor, is he's actually world famous. I've never fucking heard of him. Yeah, he actually had one of the largest gallery openings like in the world. Like two hundred fifty thousand people came through one of his openings. Okay, and it's just one of these. Th- but again, it's one of these things where it's like. In the art world, he's very famous, but that doesn't mean shit to the average person. Yeah. He's not, because, and part of it is. I mean, it happens when we go out and people are like, oh, you're that guy that yells on TikTok. And then there's like 15 people around there go like, what? Yeah. Like you're, you're, you have fame in a very niche group. Yes. And so like, I wouldn't know who he yeah. is. But the, the art world is a very expensive niche group. Yeah, exactly. Which is how he's able to get these millions of dollars. Should I become a modern artist immediately? Uh, Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's it's uh, the the biggest thing. Honestly, I need to go to Michael's tonight. I need to buy supplies. Ah, uh, see, the thing is, is that's the thing with modern art. You can't use anything you can get at Mar- Michael's. What do you mean? You just got to use garbage. You can use garbage, but a lot of it is about like building. You're trying to show that you're doing something that no one else has ever done. Is what most modern art feels like. Mm, okay. Yeah. I feel like we're going to get a bunch of emails from people that went to art school that are going to explain this to us better. <laughs> That's fine. And I'm just giving, again, I'm yeah. being subjective. Okay. Now, here's the objective part. All right. Anish Kapoor. Bag of shit. In 2016, mm-hmm. signed an exclusive contract okay. with Surrey Nanosystems. So he, the space people. Yes. Okay. To made Vanta Black. Yeah. So now Anish Kapoor is the only person that is allowed... To use Vanta Black in the artistic world, he paywalled Vanta Black. Okay, okay. So he got that exclusive Michael Jordan contract. Yes. So that he could make sure that no one else had access to a medium. Mm-hmm. Again, with the idea of like art is something to express yourself, he wanted to make it so that no one else could express themselves within this art medium. Yes. Cool. That's super uh, artistic of him. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really democratizing. It's really opening yeah. up to the people. It just shows me again that you grow up rich and you just fucking hold on to shit. What's funny is actually the other thing I I read and noticed with his art for a while there is like yeah. he until like the nineties a niche a lot of his stuff was about the void and looking inward. What's, what's he know about a void? And then in the nineties he started moving to making more reflective stuff. And people were like, oh, I like the reflective stuff because I can look at it and see myself. Oh, there and then go. he made a shit ton of reflective yeah, stuff he was like until he made enough it. money. And then he bought the darkest, voidiest object. Back on to the void. Yeah, he bought the void. What if he just like got a hug from his dad? Do you think that would fix all this? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they give those out at boarding schools. Yeah. Oh. Um, in an interview with BBC Radio 4, Sir Anish, because he was knighted in 2013. Well, the queen, she'd be making mistakes. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. She used to. Oh! Oh, what? Come for me now, bitch. Uh, Anish said, quote, It's so black, you almost can't see it. It has a kind of unreal quality, and I've always been drawn to rather exotic materials because of what they make you feel. Imagine a space that's so dark that as you walk in, you lose all sense of who you are and what you are. And also, sense of time. Something happens to your emotional self. And in disorientation, you have to reach inside of yourself for something else. Bruce Wayne looking down an alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so in 2016... So he's, he's the worst. You he just is. read that and I was like, that's the worst thing yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah. 
So the one thing though is is actually if an artist uh, taking over a color and refusing to let any other artists uh, do this, yeah, is not um, unheard of. I mean, it wouldn't shock me. It happened in 1960. What was the color in the 60s? Like a lima bean green? No, uh, an artist named Yves Klein. Okay. Invented a color blue, and he secured a patent on it, and it was called International Klein Blue. Okay. The biggest difference, and it was noted in many articles, the biggest difference between Yves Klein and Anish Kapoor is Yves Klein actually invented International Klein yeah. Blue. Anish just bought Vanta Black. It's a cool-looking blue. I just Googled it. It's yeah. really ultraviolet. So Yves Klein was famous. Again, he's... Part of like the, I think he's one of the first or early postmodernists. Actually, this blue, now that I'm looking at it, is very um, 2020. A lot of like things started being this color blue mm-hmm. um, because everybody was redoing that one piece of art. I can't remember the name with like the lady. It's like an outline of a woman. Yeah. But so, this so, type of blue is like has had a moment recently. So that blue mm-hmm. is the Blue Man Group blue. Yeah. That no, but that that is that blue. Oh, really? Like that that exact. He pigment. let them use it. I guess they are allowed to use it. Okay. I, I I just read that they were he one of the people. Seems cooler than well, he's Kapoor. been dead for a long time. Oh, okay. he died in 1962 of a heart attack. <gasps> oh, did they paint his coffin this color? I don't know if they painted his coffin with him this in color. a suit, a blue but suit. He got in 1960. He got the patent in 1962. He died in 65. I think it was eventually like partially released. So. Oh. Um, but anyway, this has happened. So we've had this in, in the past. Uh, but that, this guy invented this blue. Exactly. That's the biggest difference. He didn't buy. just show up and just buy it. Yeah, because, oh God. Yeah. I don't want to just scream about rich people. I know. But But on. don't worry. Anish has done cool stuff with Vanta Black. What's he done? Uh, he painted a hole on the ground. <sighs> like, kind of like the Wile E. Coyote. Like the Wile E. Coyote did. Yeah. Like the fucking Wile E. Coyote did. That's what he did. That's the only thing he did with it. Yeah. He didn't do anything else with it. I mean, he's he's made other holes. No, you're just telling me he's walking. But around. this is back he's then, just in like 2016. Coyoteing it. He just made a hole. Yeah. Okay. Anish Kapoor. How much? Wait, hold on. How much did it cost him to buy this pad? That's the one thing I couldn't find anywhere. It's like oh, I couldn't so find. Much I was, money. So, it was so fucking much. Money. I was really mad about it because I kept looking around. I'm like, what's the dollar? It's got to be so. All much I know is that money. that he is the only one allowed to use it. Okay. Um. As I said, though, Anish Kapoor immediately becomes the villain of the entire art world. Yeah, fuck Everyone that hates him. I've, I've hated him since the day one here. An artist named Christian Furr. Okay, Furr. F-U-R-R. He commented, quote, Never heard of an artist monopolizing a material. All the best artists have had a thing for pure black. Turner, Monet, Goya. This black is like dynamite in the art world. We should be able to use it. It isn't right that it belongs to one man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but here's the thing: this podcast, this podcast is not about Christian Fur. No, this podcast and this rivalry, okay, and this this butting of heads, yeah, between these two, this artist mm-hmm. and another artist, okay, that some would call a feud, yeah, needs a hero. Okay, I'm ready. And that hero, mm-hmm. you'll meet right after this message. Oh, you son of a bitch! If you don't join our Patreon, I'm gonna paint a hole in the floor that you fall in. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com we're back yeah we're here yeah i forgot to hit a button earlier what was it oh it's this one i mean when it comes to that button better late than never it is better late than never but yeah yeah, we're good on that one uh no nazis this episode i did forget to, to say that now Okay. I mentioned our artist hero. His name is Stuart Semple, S-E-M-P-L-E. Yep. He is the exact opposite of uh, Mr. Anish Kapoor. Okay. Uh, Stuart is very, he's younger, but Mm -hmm. also more importantly, he's an activist who also believes heavily in the democratization of art. Okay. And he wants to break art that brings people joy. Artist for everybody and art is fun. Yes. That's what you're saying. That's kind of his general thing. In the early 2000s, he was very big on like, especially how the internet could be used to spread art to more people. Uh, Optimism. Optimism. Remember that? No. Very. <laughs> what's very funny actually is like going through with some of these guys and seeing pictures of them like pre 2020. Yeah. And then today you're like, whoa. Uh, yeah. it hit, listen, the pandemic hit all of us hard. I'm saying that's why we got these Juvederm ads. I know so much. <laughs> so Stuart, he, he does some pretty cool things. Like he tries, he works with Apple uh, you know, and, and like selling art through iTunes for the first time. Okay. Like he's just trying to do these different ways of like getting art out there among the people Again, democratizing it. He yeah. wants he. It's again that early internet idea where everything is now able to be done by everyone. It's open to the people and the masses. Open source information. Yeah, yeah. something neat, something okay. different. Right? And then the internet did not live up to that, huh? No, not at all. It okay. just became a horrible place. Well, yeah, yeah. But anyway, Stuart. Okay. In November of 2016, mm-hmm. he hears about Vanta Black. Okay. And Stewart releases Pink. Okay, Pink. The uh, the singer? No, not the singer. Pink <laughs> is actually the world's pinkest pink. Oh. Yes. So. Um, when he, you look into it, it's just the void of pink? It's just the void of pink. Amazing. Now, again, this is one of those ones that is difficult because, again, we can't, we can't see it. 
You have to see it in person. You have to see it in person to understand the vibrancy of this. And what it is, is it's a powder that can be remixed. Mm -hmm. Um, Tom Scott uh, has a YouTube about it. That's very good. And basically, he released pink to everyone in the world. Okay. And the world's pinkest pink pigment is available to everyone except Anish Kapoor. (laughs) <laughs> All right. You know, I got a special place in my heart for a little pettiness. This spite. shit is petty as I fuck. I love this. If you go to his website, yeah. stuartsemple.com, okay. uh, or if you go to culturehustleusa.com, yeah. if you go to either, any of, either of these, there is a note on the website. Okay. And it says, note, by adding this product to your cart, you confirm that you are not Anish Kapoor. You are in no way affiliated to Anish Kapoor. You are not purchasing this item on behalf of Anish Kapoor or an associate of Anish Kapoor. To the best of your knowledge, information, and belief, this paint will not make its way into the hands of Anish Kapoor. And then he's had Amazing. some updates since then. Uh, it even includes the disclaimer, we're not actually sure if this is the world's pinkest peak ever. It could well be. It's the pinkest we could come up with. And we've not seen anything pinker. Hashtag share the black. Yo. Uh, and again, he says this repeatedly all over. This ultra bright paint by Stuart Semple is available to everyone except Anish Kapoor, Yo. who won't share his black. Um, so yeah, so this is on here. He also released a statement uh, on the Stuart Semple website. Okay. Artist Anish Kapoor famously acquired exclusive rights to use the world's blackest black in his art. Developed by nanosystems, Vanta Black is composed of a series of microscopic vertical tubes. When light strikes Vanta Black, it is continually deflected between the tubes, becoming trapped. Mm-hmm. The pigment is currently the blackest substance known, so dark that it absorbs 99.96% of light. Although originally developed for military and astronomic purposes, nanosystems subsequently confirmed that Kapoor alone had been authorized to use the pigment for artistic purposes. And as Jonathan Jones began when he wrote on the subject for The Guardian, color is precious. Okay. I don't think it's really fair. We all remember kids at school who wouldn't share their coloring pencils, but then they ended up with their with with on their own with no friends. There it is. It's cool. Anish can have his black, but the rest of us will be playing with the rainbow. Pink is a highly reflective and rich powdered paint pigment, which repels light to affect a powerful fluorescence. I really hope it makes hope to make it available to as many painters as possible. Purchasers of pink will be required to make a legal declaration during their online checking process, though confirming that they are not Anish Kapoor. Incredible. Yeah. I love this spite. I love the petty. I love the color. I'm looking at it. Yeah. It's an incredibly pink color. I could think of a lot of fun things you could paint. How cool would your car look like that? Yep. That would be a cool color for you. It's a very cool pink. It's it's a very, very bright pink. Yeah. Uh, So that was in November 2016 he released this. He also said that he'd been working on this color pink for a very long time. He has this other series of other pinks uh, and other colors. In December 2016, Semple released the world's glitteriest glitter. Yeah, say that again. Glitteriest, glitteriest. There it is. Glitteriest glitter. Okay, cool. I'm into this. Yeah. Yeah, he released that in 2016. Sparkliest sparkles. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I'm listening. Uh, and then and then tragedy struck. What's the tragedy? Now, one thing is Stuart Semple loves Instagram. Well, at least he did. I don't know if he uh, still does ever like, since uh, we found out everything. But he was very, because Instagram, especially pre-2016, it was like for artists. It's yeah. where you post pictures. Like, yeah, this is a great place to democratize art. Yeah. Um. Well, 
Anish Kapoor went on Instagram on December 23rd, 2016. Okay. With a post titled, Up Yours. <laughs> hashtag pink. Okay. He posted a picture of his own hand. And you can you describe that there? Um, okay, so it's a hand. And it's got, oh, the middle finger has been dipped into the pink paint. Yep. Okay. That is Anish Kapoor yeah. flipping off Stuart Semple. He's got a fat finger. He does have a fat That's finger. That's a fat finger, That's a dude. stubby little finger. I thought it was like... Um, like almost like a some type of stick he was holding. No, that's his thick. That's a thick finger, dude. Yeah, his thickum finger. Yeah, he's stuck right in the middle of that pink pigment. Yep. And again, it's not even mixed because this is what you're supposed to mix in, and then you're supposed to add to it to yeah. make. Yeah. So he's super good at art. He knows so in 2016, somehow Anish Kapoor got a hold of the pink paint. Of course, paint. he was going to get a hold of it. Yep. And then flipped off the camera for everyone. Sure. He also flipped off wrong. Yeah. Because he's showing the inside of his finger. Yes. And it's, it's not the back, it's yeah. The people yeah, yeah, give, yeah well, let's do it to each other. Yeah, there well, we go. Fuck, fuck you, you, fuck you. I hate you. I hate you. Oh my god, I'm gonna divorce you. Yeah. See, like that. Yeah, like that. So again, this was upsetting to a lot of people, and it's even more upsetting. Is ooh, it, I? How is this upsetting? I'm like, ooh, the drama. Well, I know, I know, but it's also what's what's annoying though is a few people who were writing about this then reach out to Anish like, hey, can we use your photo? for the article about how you two are being bitches. Yeah. And he refused to respond. So like these websites couldn't even use the photo. What? Why it's on they, Instagram. Why didn't they reach out to my boys whose pink it is? Because it's I know. Uh, like, uh, listen. Yeah, using my trademark pink. That's what I'm saying. Um, a writer for The Independent called it, quote, one of the most spectacular displays of pettiness. I love it. These are two grown men fighting over who gets to use the pretty colors. Yeah. Now, in February of 2017, Semple rolled, rolled out his response to Vanta Black. Okay. It's simply known as Black. Okay. He in like, all caps. He, he likes the one, the Just one all cap. name, yeah. Yeah. It's also known as Better Black. <laughs> it is. This is. Got it. This is from a Dazed.com article uh, discussing Black. Uh, in it, Semple first responded to the Instagram post about uh, Pink being finally gotten. Yeah. Quote, I thought he was old enough to know better. It's one thing to not share your colors with others, but to steal my pink, which he has still not said he's sorry for, and then to give the whole art community the finger, this dude's like some sort of endgame super baddie. I mean, what was he thinking? Yeah, also he did stick his finger in the pink. Yeah, where he, he the, really no did. No touch on that one. So uh, the part that's that, it, they basically, so he rolls out black, he then shortly after that rolls out black 2.0. Okay. It's an acrylic paint. All right. Which is the big thing. It's easier to get. Like, even if the thing is with Vanta Black, it's actually very expensive to make. Yeah. So even if it was open to everyone, not everybody, no, not, not everybody could afford it. The richest of the artists could get it. Which, again, is part of that tier of not like who democracy, can make stuff. Yeah. Democratization. How did you say that word? Democratization. That's all right. That's yeah. not doing that. But it's also not equality and liberté and fraternity. Yeah. All them French things. Um, yeah, I can think of some French things. All right, stop it. All right, and get out of here with your romance novels. No, I was thinking about guillotines. Oh, okay. But what's funny about all of this is as these guys are fighting, okay, none of this matters at all. Of course not. We're talking about paint. No, because Vanta Black's not the darkest subject. Wait, what? It's not the darkest substance on earth. Shut up. Because in 2019, okay, MIT. All right. In Massachusetts? I know where it is. Okay. They accidentally created something darker than Vanta Black. <laughs> Perfect. They did it accidentally. Use make uh they they've been working with carbon nanotubes. Okay. 
And they, everything that when you make carbon nano, it's always dark. Yeah. And this one they were looking at, they're like, something seems different about that one. That one seems a little bit different than yeah. all the other ones we've been making. So they tested it. Um, and they measured amount of they measured the amount of light reflected by the material, not just from directly overhead, but from every other possible angle. Okay. And the results showed that the material absorbed at least now remember Vanta Black was ninety nine point nine six five percent. Oh my god. Tell me it's higher. Tell me it's higher. It's ninety nine point nine nine five percent. Which Let's in go. this world is actually insanely dark like yeah. it's an insane like even though these are we're talking about 0. 0.03 mm-hmm. it's orders of magnitude yeah in the differences um and again the, the percentage of income from every angle it reflected 10 times less light than all other super black materials including vanta black if the material contained bumps or ridges or features of any kind no matter what angle it was viewed from these features would be invisible obscured into a void of black nice to mark this discovery the authors worked with an artist named Dima Streeb okay all right and Dima Streeb was actually the artist in residency at the MIT at the time Hmm. I, I guess I never thought they had art at that school. Uh, well, I mean, again, a lot of the stuff you're dealing with with technology and things like that have artistic applications. Yeah, I, I just never thought of it. I know. It's not something you think about. It's hmm. like, oh, what do you go to MIT for? Um, art. Incredible. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I guess we didn't need that many robots. Uh, See, this is, okay, okay, this is what my brain did. Yeah. When, remember when you were saying that they made it for the military and like, Mm-hmm. So they could hide stuff like planes. Yeah. I picture in my mind, in the way that our world is going, that they're going to paint those little murder robot dogs and then you won't see them coming. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. The ones that they are. The uh, cop dogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like in my Boston mind, the military is going to get a hold of it. Boston Dynamics is going to paint their dogs with this Vanta Black and stuff. And Boston Dynamics is in Boston. Is in near MIT. And MIT is and in so Massachusetts. Then, as soon as the sun goes down, you got hundreds of these robot dogs with guns on their heads. You see, this is what happens in my brain. I'm doing the TikTok noise. I know. on the background. Yeah. And you're like, she's crazy. She wears tinfoil hats. Yeah. No, that's fine. They're coming for your liberties. What liberties do we have left? <laughs> so to mark the discovery. Somebody get me a don't tread on me snake flag. I've got complaints right now. <laughs> so here, you want to hear, hear, like, hear how rich art is? Yeah. Okay. To mark the discovery, the authors work with that artist mm-hmm. in residency at MIT to coat a radiant 16.78 carat yellow diamond Okay. in the world's darkest material. Oh, my God. They titled it. Mm-hmm. They titled this work of art. Yep. Redemption of Vanity. Oh, my God. Oh, the my God. The $2 million diamond. Uh-huh. Uh, is the most brilliant material on Earth covered with carbon nanotubes, the most light-absorbent material, the blackest black on Earth. Mm-hmm. They write in a statement, quote, the literal devaluation of a $2 million diamond can be seen as a challenge to the art market and a statement on the arts by means of an aesthetic aestheticism. Okay. They then put the piece on display at the New York Stock Exchange under armed security. Oh, my God. The Stock Exchange? Yeah. They literally parked it at Wall Street. I can't. 
I was just thinking about like the um, like the exploitation of human labor to get diamonds and like we're ignoring that and then we're going to paint it black to show the the art world that you know the devaluation and then you're going to put it on Wall Street. Yeah. Oh my god. No, not even just on Wall Street. In the stock exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. a little case. Oh my god. In 2019. There is no god and if there is it's money. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Semple wasn't done. Okay, so he's back. He's still watching. He's still watching. He's never stopped. Now, again, the one thing I couldn't see is is no one else tried to pull the only I can use the CNT super dark yeah. the way. Because Kapoor still is like only I can use Vanta Black. To this day. To this day. Bash. And recently, very recently, Kapoor has actually started to put out like. More holes. More holes, basically. Famously, which funny, though, is Semple in 2020 rolled out black 3.0 oh 3.0 because he's been just making it better and better each time to absorb yeah. more and more but again it's acrylic and that's the biggest thing it's acrylic paint yeah so it's affordable he again because he wants people to be able to afford it and one of the things he did with his one of his art exhibits literally it's just a room full of black holes <laughs> that he did before kapoor and he's pointed out that kapoor is now ripping him off incredible incredible um in 2022 okay Last year, Semple released Incredibly Kleinish Blue. Okay. Because that that's his thing. Is he's going after all of them now. And, include, and it runs up to this year. Yeah. Stuart Semple has now released Pinky. Okay. The Barbiest Pink. Because <gasps> he wanted to push back on copyright claims by Mattel. Yeah. And I watched the video for the release on this one. And what he was talking about is actually that there was a moment in time during the Barbie movie that there was a worldwide shortage in pink paint. Yeah, I had heard about that. Yeah, because they were making... Now, part of that is like bullshit because, you know, they're all hues. But yeah. uh, there was... there. It was a difficult... There was a stretching in the, our logistics chain of yeah. how much we were able to make pink paint at one time. Because they needed a lot for that set. Yep. And one of the things that he was pointing out was that you're going to have Mattel try to copyright claim more things in the future... Because, again, they don't need to make as much stuff now that they're in the IP world. Yeah. They just need to make sure you know that other people can make it. You know what else I found was interesting? It. Speaking of the color pink, um, again, going back to uh, hair school and color theory, when they were making uh, Margot Robbie's uh, wigs, because not, that's not her real hair. Yeah. That's all human hair wigs they made. And they actually used pink hues. So usually when you make, when you do someone's hair blonde, yeah. you're either going to go like, goldeny like a like a butter like a butter blonde yeah or you're gonna go ashy which is which is like more of a white blonde yeah and so those are really the spectrums you see of like we want like a, a summertime golden blonde or you want that icy white very avant-garde blonde right yeah yeah you those so those are usually the colors you go with which really base out of like greens and blues and purples purples heavy because a purple um actually makes the gold kind of go away yeah and the green kind of go away so again it's all color theory right but when they were making Barbie's hair for the movie, they wanted to have pinkish hues in it. And so the hairdresser had to mix all of her own toners and dyes very specifically for every wig. And apparently the pink, I well, I knew this because red hair dye is a larger molecule. So it doesn't stay on the hair strand as long. So when you dye your hair red, unlike you, you wouldn't know this, it washes out faster. Okay. So people that dye their hair red have to get it done more and more often because it's, it's so 
chemically big that it comes off the strand quicker, basically. Okay. The easiest way to describe it. So I guess the pink was having the same problem. So the hairdresser that was like doing these wigs every day, they had, she had to tone it ev- like every other day because the pink was washing out. But now when I look at the images, I can clearly see the pinkness in Barbie's hair, which I didn't see before. I was just like, oh, it's like a really beautiful Barbie color blonde. But when you see the tonality in the um, background of the movie, it really does blend in. You can see the pinkness of it. Oh, yeah. Now you're mentioning it. Yeah. I can kind of see. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah. Taught me something new today. Learning things. You taught me something during my episode. Well, yeah. Anyway, this okay. is this is Stuart Semple's website. Okay, we're on his website. Yeah, What's it called is, again? It's called CultureHustleUSA.com. Culture Hustle? Nice. Now, yeah. Now, not all this stuff is cheap. You know, like Black 3.0 is uh, forty four ninety nine for a tube. But it's a big bottle of the acrylic paint. Okay. Uh, mirror, the world's mirrorous mirror paint. It's a chrome. Mm-hmm. White 2.0. <laughs> I mean, like, he's really reaching into... Uh, the world's goldest gold. Okay. Lit. Oh, we got glowy in the dark. Yeah, kinds. glow in the dark one. Super base. Talk to me about this glitteriest glitter. That's where I'm, that's where my mind is at. This one right here, the world's most glitter. He called he calls it diamond dust, by the way. Oh. And uh, oh, that doesn't really show me glitter. That just looks like shrapnel. It is basically. Uh, it's almost the same, very dim, similar mm-hmm. to the fiberglass you were talking about before. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> It's uh yeah here it says here unlike normal diamond dust Stewart's super shards are larger and in random irregular shapes meaning they reflect more light from more angles Stewart has used the highest grade glass possible which means is is uh perfectly clear okay so, so it is it's glass it's yeah, tiny it's tiny very tiny, very tiny very glass. yes it's fiberglass in a jar but note by adding this product to your cart you confirm that you are not Anish Kapoor you are in no way affiliated <laughs> Anish Kapoor it's on every single one I love that. Yeah, it says, remember, these are tiny shards of glass you were playing with, so please be sensible. Wear gloves if you can handle it. Clean up after you. After you, Don't use it near food. You really don't want a glass splinter. Mm. If you have kids, please supervise them and don't let them use this on their own. Common sense, please. We don't want any accidents. Yeah, don't use this as eye makeup. Not oh, eye God. safe. Yeah, no. Yeah, here's the easy Klein. You can see there's the... Oh, yeah. And then there's a potion pack of a bunch of the different acrylics. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, that's this is you know that's his general website and all mm-hmm. this different stuff. So he makes these different paints, and then you can go to his website and see his StewartSemple.com for some of his art. And you can look up Anish Kapoor's. I don't even want to get in the fact that a lot of Anish Kapoor's art uh, looks like ground up uh, red crayons mixed with human body parts. <sighs> it gets weird. Like he's. Have you ever seen Anish Kapoor does one? Where it's a giant can- uh, cannon with this like red dye, it just keeps shooting it into the corner. Oh yeah, yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, that was at Versailles, and he and they were like, it's clearly penile, and I was like, dude, whatever, oh, you're just God. lazy. You built a fucking cannon, like I don't know. I just I get annoyed about this, but um, that's the end of the feud. Okay. But Stuart Semple himself isn't done. All right. Because this is something that actually came up, and this is the reason why I brought up so much about color. And not just the pink is pink or the black is black or any of these different stuff. Do you know about Pantone numbers? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you know about the Pantone matching system. Yeah. PMS. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No. Uh, For our listeners who don't know, the Pantone matching system is a, it's called a proprietary color space used in a a variety of industry. Basically, it is a list of numbers. It's a color wheel Mm -hmm. and numbers. So if you say, I want to have a red, you say, what color, what type of red? And then you can have an exact number associated with that 
for the Pantone color wheel. Okay? Yeah. And it's used in manufacturing. It's used in design. Uh, it's used in all these different things. And it this format goes across all of these different materials. Yeah. Until around, I want to say it's September 2022. Okay. When it stopped working with Adobe. Pantone doesn't work for Adobe with Adobe anymore. Not without a separate Pantone membership. Ooh, all right. The Pantone color wheel mm-hmm. in 2022 went behind a paywall. All right. Adobe is also behind a paywall as well. Yep. You famously have to pay. You used to be able to just buy Adobe once. You used to be able to just buy a no, Photoshop no. once. Now you have to pay for it every single month. Oh, how are we going to f- change this PDF without it? Yep. Exactly. And now you have to also pay, if you want to use the Pantone color wheel system, Mm -hmm. you need to also pay $15 a month just to access the Pantone numbers. Which is, I don't want to say incredibly important, but it, the Pantone color of the year is like a big thing. Yes. You know about that? Yeah, I know about that. I assume since you did research, you know about the color of the year. Um, And so when the color of the year comes out, it, it, like seeps into everything from fashion clothing mm-hmm. to Instagram backgrounds to the way that people interior designers start creating wallpaper like the Pantone color of the year really is a powerful color yeah every year this year is it's a magenta I yeah know it's a magenta this year well the thing is 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 in 2022 okay. and and the thing is that nobody understands actually no one knows, is this is this because Adobe stopped paying Pantone? Okay. Or is this because Pantone wanted a separate fund? It's probably that one. We don't know. Capitalism. Well, that's the thing is, we don't know. There was a falling out between Adobe and Pantone. Ooh, I want to hear the drama. And when this happened... I bet there was, you know, a boy in between them. Graphic designers and artists all over the world who use Adobe for their products... Yeah. ...logged in one day... Okay. ...went and opened things that they had made in the past... And everywhere where a Pantone color had been used, shut the fuck up. It was now black. <gasps> they That's had removed, crazy. yeah. And so the only way to reaccess that color wheel, yeah, was to pay Pantone fifteen dollars. You know what? Theoretically, like, let's say I made a bunch of graphic design art, and mm. I open it up that day, and I see these like chunks of black where the Pantone colors used to be. I kind of feel like that would be cool. And like, I would release that and it, be like, it would this be. Is... But what if you made, let's say you made Mickey Mouse, right? You shouldn't copyright. Well, material. you shouldn't, but you shouldn't. But let's say you were working for Disney okay. and you make, Oof. not Mickey Mouse. I want someone that actually doesn't have as much, uh, a bunch black in it. Uh, Donald Duck. Okay. Donald Duck's like white and all that Scrooge stuff. McDuck. Okay. Scrooge. <laughs> let's go Scrooge. All right. So you made it. Well, you made it in, in Adobe. Yeah. Right. And the reason you made it was because this Scrooge McDuck design is going to be made, put printed on t-shirts. Yeah. And this is the baseline. But that same t-shirt design is also going to be put on lunch boxes. Okay. And it's all these different things. So you chose, you had to use Pantone because you wanted to make sure that the t-shirt Scrooge McDuck matches the lunchbox Scrooge McDuck, which matches the toy box Scrooge McDuck across the board. Yeah. So then you load in Mm -hmm. and it's just a black outline of Scrooge McDuck. Diving into coins. Because all of it is Pantone. Yep. It's not a matter of, oh, well, you know, I didn't use Pantone white. Yeah. You would have used Pantone for the entire system. True, true, true. Because you want, you're using this. You're using to the remarket system for it. a reason. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Again. Okay. In steps Stuart Simple. Our boy's back. 
Stuart Semple in October of 2022 created Freetone, an Adobe plugin that was created in response to the fallout between Pantone and Adobe. Freetone is a collection of 1,280 colors that mimic the Pantone color palette. They're not an exact match, but Semple refers to them as extremely Pantone-ish. The number codes on Freetone and Pantone are close. According to Semple, a legal expert from Michigan University assured him that Pantone has no copyright claim on any of the colors. Just like Kapoor, no employee or associate of Adobe or Pantone is allowed to buy, use, or download Freetone. Oh, my God. Semple refers to the specific colors as Semple Tone. And as, so instead of Pantone 648C, yeah. it's Semple Tone 648C. Incredible. But they're identical. But again, this is just one of those things where you don't realize it. I just love this dude's it. energy. Yeah. This guy's energy is great. Yeah. Which brings me to the kid. No, I'm kidding. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to milkshake duck it. But I didn't see anything crazy like that, for oh. him, which was nice. It's a nice change of pace. Oh, I really missed what you were about to say. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. He seems all right. He seems all right. He seems okay. Yeah. I just like the energy. I like the energy of like, no, I like a pettiness. You. I like the, the fucking, uh, telling capitalism to fuck off. Yeah. I like telling rich artists who think they're more important than other people to fuck off. I like that. Yeah. And then just the petty and spite. I'm here for this guy. Yeah. Was that him right there? Yeah, this is him. He so he had very the, grumpy. He had the swooped hair for a while. I mean, come but on. But if you see a new picture of him, I don't, there's no he newer pictures He seems like he was a little him. emo. Who hasn't been there? Yeah, but you can see. So no, that's saying though. Look, like these are like 2014 pictures, right? Yeah. Swoopy, swoopy, and now he's just like, "This is me." <laughs> he's just grizzled, long hair. He's been through a he's lot. He's just. We've all been. We're all post 2020. Yeah. You know. He looks like we all do when we couldn't get our hair cut for a long while. Yeah. Stressed out. Yeah. Can but now, I paint um one of our rooms this pink color? I would kill myself if I had to walk into a room that that was that pink. It's so pink. It's so pink. I can um, like I think like one thing in the room would be like really cool. I'm trying to think like a really pink chair, like a wooden chair, and then you get like a pink cushion that goes with it. It'd be really cute. I like this one though, just because his eyes are so dead, and it's like the creator of the pinkest known color. And he looks really bummed. But again, the other thing too is what Stuart Semple is good at, and the same thing what Anish Kapoor is good at is as I've been reading you, a lot of these things were directly his press releases, mm-hmm, marketing. Yeah, he's they're most artists. Mm-hmm. are really good at marketing and really good at pretending of what they're doing is important. I mean, at the end of the day, these are fucking, these are fucking, we're talking about colors. Yeah. We're talking about, oh, it's the blackest thing ever. Okay. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid that one man controls it. Yeah. It's also stupid that we, this is, we're on year seven of this yeah. feud. Seven years. And you're like, there's some real problems in the world. And right it's man. not even, it's not even the blackest thing anymore. It hasn't been the blackest thing since 2019. So it's wait, four did, years. Did anybody buy the MIT color? That's the thing. I didn't find anything more about it. Damn. Just that it exists. That was the part that made me laugh. Is I was like reading through this and it was like, it used, I kept reading like, and, and some articles have been updated. It's like, used to be the dark, Vanta Black used to be the darkest mm. thing. And I was like, well, what is the darkest thing now? I wonder if the school owns it and therefore it's, it, it's probably is MIT. Honestly, yeah. it probably is owned by the US government through some weird yep, there back thing. I mean, it's the industrial military complex. So and I they're going to paint the robot dogs and I'm concerned for everyone's safety. <laughs> What? Nothing. You just got me. You got me good. <laughs> That's how the robot dogs are next, brother. 
I I am there's a little Alex Jones that lives in my head and he just like, well, you know what's going to happen. They're going to use it to hurt people in some way. Yeah. Here's some of his happy clouds, you see what I mean? They're just kind of like Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, his stuff is uh his stuff's kind of neat. I thought it was uh I thought it was interesting as I was scrolling through. But yeah, when I came across Freetone uh, and a few of these other things. I didn't see anything about NFTs I with like him, but the, it's possible. Like, like the his true art, the true art that he's doing is pettiness and spite. Yeah. Like his art isn't about the paint or the things he's creating. The, uh, the true artist that he is is an artist of pettiness and spite. And that's what I like. This is one of you his can't pieces. see this in a museum. This is one of his pieces, by the way. Uh, it's called A Pounding Outside Poundland. Okay. Or how my nose got its wonk. <laughs> uh, it's a basically a, it's the it's the British version of a dollar store. Yeah. And it's him being punched in the face by a man in a skeleton costume <laughs> outside yeah. of a dollar store. I mean, who hasn't been there? Yeah. You know. Again, see the art. That's not the art for me. It's the art of the pettiness yeah. that I'm here for. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing too. Is as I was scrolling through some of these guys, it's another thing I don't really like about. Um, and again, apologies to all the artists. Uh, I didn't mean to sound like such a dick when I said that. <laughs> wow. Uh, one thing I really don't like is that not not artist studios. What's the place where they sh- artist galleries? Yeah, galleries. Because they're all just empty. Yeah, that's the whole thing. They're all just there's the empty and there's just the art. And I'm like, nah. Mm. You know, like you don't. It was like yesterday we were at Target. Mm-hmm. Look at all that corporate art. Woo. You know, you know what, you know what, you know what I feel when I look at corporate art at Target. I not much. I feel like I want to buy a futon because it's usually right near the futon section. Yeah. This is where we buy that chair you're sitting yeah, in. Yeah, you were like, does anybody even buy this? And I was like, the background of every TikTok I see is that one fucking cow that picture. That furry emo cow. That, like the emo cow with the big horns is in the background of, it's over everybody's couch or bed. Yeah. Every image I what see. What I see is the is all of the younger women with the green plastic leaves like the vines, well, yeah, taped across their ceilings. Yeah, with their sparkle lights. Yeah, it's just That's the same. Too cute. I know. It's just I've been like seeing this now for three years. I was They're like, having that, the time of their life. When's that gonna end? Never. I hope so. It's like it's just the new iteration of the manic pixie dream girl. It just feels it feels very similar to when people used to do the um, uh, the twinkle lights. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. With like a big Bath and Body Works candle in the background. There it is. Listen. All right. I've looked at the internet. See, I haven't been off the internet that long. I've, I've been looking at it. I see stuff. Yeah, but you weren't there for the early days when we thought it was going to change everything. It did. Just not for the better, like you thought. No, nah, that's pretty true. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our episode. Well, we got, uh, what a bummer. I'm sorry, guys. I hope I could uh, say something uplifting. Let's, you can uplift us. I uh, Give us something nice. Something nice. Let me see. Something nice. Um, well, our book club episode that just came out, everybody really likes it. Yeah. And guess what, y'all? Uh, Mr. Promania liked the book. That's and true. So I did. This is the first time it's happened. So if you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, and we talk about the book and we talk about libraries and how much I love a library. Yeah, that's true. Big in the libraries yeah. over here. Well, it does save any future library news for future book club episodes. That's where we put all the library news. All the library updates going on in book clubs. I know. All right. So with that, this has been a really fun episode, I think. Yeah, I had a good time. You had a good time? You learned a bunch? Yeah. Wait, we never touched on that you can't paint cars Vanta black. Oh, yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> Is there a law, though? Like, how do we stop them? I think there might be actually be a certain level of uh, matte level that you're not allowed to paint a vehicle because i think cars have to have a certain level of reflectiveness yeah 
because so especially at night, coming. yeah, especially at night is yeah. so if they were coming around the corner. If if you painted something Vanta black, what's actually weird is if you painted something Vanta black, you would notice it at night by the negative space. Yeah, it would freak you out. Like if you saw a ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be like, oh shit, there's a demon there. Yeah, at it's night, like the, yeah. The, in the corner, it's like it's not that there's a a big dark spot. It's that there's nothing there. You're like, yeah. oh my god, demon. There was one though where they did like uh, a BMW or something else that they've paint they've painted with some of these super dark colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to show that they could do it, and there was a few products that have been sold. Yeah, that had like limited edition, super dark. Like one of them was like a body spray or something. It's like not Axe, Axe body spray. It wasn't Axe. It was something else. <laughs> um, but I saw a few different things like that, and I was like, yeah, eh. I just kind of glossed over Weird. them. Weird. Yeah. Well, when uh, Kapoor passes away, does the does the trademark over? Again, it's not a trademark. Pa- well, he just has the only. He's the to only. It. He's the only one that they will sell it to, basically, to make stuff. Mm. So he has the exclusive rights. I want to know rights. how many more years we've got on not being allowed to play with this. Well, stuff. he was born in 1954. Boomer. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, selfish, narcissistic behavior? Yeah. But boomer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's much longer. Uh, but, but then again, he's in Britain, so he doesn't have to pay for health care. And he's rich. Oh, man. So you can probably get that little kid blood in him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like that one billionaire who keeps stealing his son's blood to That's stay young. That's so weird. That whole story. I'm like, why is his son doing it? I guess he needs to stay in the Fucking, will. Yeah, I mean that's basically what it comes. But his dad's doing it too. It's so, see the picture of the three of them very together. Very Elon Musky, like that. You know, because like They're you found out same. Musk's dad is super weird, like that. Yeah. And so I just, it's a rich people thing. Ugh. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's been our episode. Blood train. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. All right, that's been our episode. Thank you so much to all of our listeners. Thank you so much to all of our patreons. Mrs. Promini, any final words? Uh, everybody have a really fun week. There we go. Thank you.